everyone, welcome back to my podcast, Esme's Country Life. This week, I have been in Germany, um, so that's been a whole adventure in itself, so I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. But before we begin, I just want to say a huge thank you to the sponsor of the podcast, Red Post. Red Post is an equestrian and country store based in the UK, but they also ship all over the world. And if you are in the UK, you'll know this time of year, it rains non-stop all the time and I feel like if you have the right clothing if you have the right jacket if you have the waterproof trousers if you have your Wellington boots there is no excuse to not go out in the rain so get all of your waterproof needs from Redpost you can check them out at redpostquestion.co.uk anyway let's get into the podcast so as I was saying before I've been to Germany this week feel like I've been you know here there and everywhere with my job so um I always feel really bad though when I go to Germany because I can't really speak any or much German. I know, you know, the odd phrases like hello, goodbye, thank you, please, and sorry. But apart from that, I feel like they're the sort of words that you can pretty much, you can kind of get through countries if you know those words. Um, Or sorry, I don't, I, I speak, sorry, I speak English or sorry, I don't speak German. But anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything in German because I feel like if you are actually German, you're gonna really judge my accent and things. French and Spanish, though, that's what I did at school. I actually I feel like in the UK we have we're very well known when we go to foreign countries for not being the best at speaking foreign languages. Now, the school that I went to for secondary school, they were actually really big on languages. So when you first started in year seven, you had to pick three languages to do either, you had to do French, Spanish, and German. However, if you had any special educational needs, um, you would only do two. And then when you were supposed to be doing like an extra language, you'd be doing um, your special educational needs classes. So anyway, I did, This was before actually I found out I was dyslexic. So I went straight in, I was doing all three. And for some reason, my German teacher, she just absolutely hated me. Now, even like when it came to um, parents evening and things, my parents, like I was was a goody two shoes at school. I, you know, did my work, was quiet, that kind of thing. And my parents were so shocked when they found out that this German teacher hated me because normally, teachers loved me so there we go anyway I think the reason why she hated me was because my first day in year seven I had German as one of my lessons now when you're in year seven and you go to a new secondary school you go to secondary school or high school whatever you don't really know where places are so I got lost I didn't know where I was going so I was five minutes late to my German lesson and from then on she hated me we did not get off on the right foot so there we go um, so when I had the choice, when I went into year eight to do just French and Spanish or to carry on doing all three or to like basically pick what languages I want to do, I was like, I'm going to do French and Spanish. I'm not going to do German. I don't want to have another year with this German teacher. So um, yeah, I do kind of regret not doing German now because a lot of the time with my job, I do end up in Germany and in Germ- Germany, there's like a real big equestrian like their, like their um, culture is very horsey. I feel like a lot of people know stuff about horse and things. Like over here in the UK, I'd say we're, we're pretty horsey. You know, we've got badminton, we've got Burley, we've got quite a lot of like eventing scene over here. Um, we've got quite a lot of top show jumpers as well, like dressage as well. We've got Lottie Fry at the World Championships. She goes and smashes it in the dressage. Um, but no, I feel like horse culture wise, like as a percentage of our population in the UK, Maybe not so much. Ireland, on the other hand, you guys have a huge horse culture. Like, we always joke when the Dublin Horse Show is on, the whole of Ireland 
go to that horse show like everyone in Ireland I feel like knows at least like a family member or a friend or someone who is involved in horses somehow when over here maybe not so much like I remember my dad saying like when he was a kid on the TV there would always be horse things like at Olympia at Christmas there'd be the puissance and everyone would sit down it would be like the main thing on BBC people would watch it but it's really sad we don't really have that in modern well I say modern media like TV, satellite, that kind of stuff. We don't really have much horsey things. I mean, sometimes the BBC do do like Red Button for Olympia or the London International Horse Show, which is now called. Um, But apart from that, it's not like the main thing on TV, which is kind of sad. Um, But anyway, back to to Germany. So I had my trip to Germany, um, flew there. Had Actually, I tell you what, this is going to sound like an ad. I promise it's not. I have never flown with Eurowings before. And we thought we'd never really heard of it. We thought maybe it's going to be a bit like Ryanair where you often it's late or delayed or something like that. I was very impressed. It was like so many times I've been to airports lately where something's been delayed or something's gone a little bit wrong or like my flight's been cancelled, you know, stuff like that, which in the grand scheme of things is not a big problem. There are worse problems to have. But it was, I was just shocked. It was, we boarded on the time that it said. It was really quiet as well. So me and my dad, we had like a space next to us that was free it was great so um we flew over to Germany there was enough room in the overhead cabins as well was, yeah just a real quick quick flight it was only what 50 50 minutes so it was quite nice you know a lot of the time we we're just chilling in the airport having our lunch boarded the plane at the time that it said and then also I feel like something that I didn't realize how life life changing especially when you travel a lot with your job is having like a little small suitcase rather than having to check in luggage it's just so much easier it's so much quicker as well I don't know what it is but I I I was trying to explain this feeling to my dad when we were at the airport but when you walk around with a little suitcase with a little maybe bag on top when you're going on like a business trip and you're dressing smart casual or business casual that's it and you like people like look at the airport they're like oh yeah she's not going on holiday she's going on a business trip like that is a businesswoman I feel it almost feels like I'm playing pretend when I'm not it gives me the same feeling as and I was describing this to my dad which obviously I sometimes forget that you know my dad's my dad we were we didn't grow up at the same time because obviously we work together a lot you know I'm an adult now so I just kind of you know Anyway, so I was saying, you know, when you were younger and you'd like get to go on your parents' mobile phone or your mum's phone while you're in like the supermarket or just like, I don't know, it would often actually be when my brother had swimming lessons, I'd go and play on my mum's phone. Like she'd have like a few games on there or something. And my dad was like, no, it's me. Because when I was a kid, mobile phones didn't exist. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that so um but it gave me the same feeling as when you like were playing on your mum's phone or you had your mum's phone with you when you were maybe like um like an older child slash young teen like before you had your own phone you just felt like really cool like oh my gosh people think that this is my phone like I'm so grown up that's how I felt like walking through the airport with like my trench coat on dressing all businessy with my little tiny suitcase like yeah I'm going on a business trip I don't know I just felt very like professional I felt like pretending to be an adult even though I am an adult that's the best way to describe it like when you first um 
drive on your own once you get your license and you can drive. You drive around like, wow, I'm so grown up. I'm driving on my own. I can go wherever I want. Like, I don't know, it just feels cool. So that's, I don't know how to describe the vibes, but that's how I was feeling. So I had a great time. We got picked up by the, probably the nicest car. I think I've, one of the nicest cars I've ever been in was the taxi. So, oh, I haven't even actually told you why I was in Germany. So I was in Germany for um, this thing called Spoga. And the best way I'm going to describe it to put it into like, I don't know, ESME terms. <laughs> That's sometimes like if I'm reading some sort of legal document with my dad, I'm just like, can you put this into ESME terms for me, please? Because this sounds very complicated. But to put Spoga into ESME terms, it's basically this big horse convention where a lot, the most people that go there are people that work in the equestrian industry. If that's business owners, people who work in social media, people who are content creators. I'm pretty sure like just people can just come along. They can buy tickets, have a little mooch about, um, which I think a lot of like people in Germany do, but I don't know if you were just like, you know, it, it wouldn't be somewhere that you'd want, you would really want to go. I guess it's kind of like, it's a bit like a horse show, the shopping area but it's a lot quieter. So for me, it was really nice because I was just, you know, walking around, vibing, chilling, chatting to all of my sponsors. Well, most of my sponsors were there. So that was really nice. It's basically a big horse expo for all of the brands that are horsey and just like in the world, they all kind of come there. So every like pretty much name under the sun when it comes to horses were there. And um, it was really cool because they all had, um, there's like a little aisle and it's all the like new technology in the equestrian industry that are coming out. So um, they had these stirrups that had lights that you could stick to the bottom of your stirrups on. I'm pretty sure like magnets or something. So when you were riding, when it was maybe a little bit dark or if you were even just riding on the road in general, maybe if it's um, a bit of a cloudy day, a bit like how you'd wear high vis. So you'd stay safe and be seen. Um, that is definitely not the slogan. I definitely said that. What was it? Be safe, be seen. Was that it? I feel like I've said that not quite right. Anyway, you know what I mean? Um, they had lights on the stirrups and I just thought that was really cool. They had like loads of other different things as well. Um, and some things that I can't tell you about, unfortunately, that, um, I had to sign NDA and stuff for, but talking about that, I did see all of Lemieux's new products for 2024. And I know I'm a sponsored rider for them, but I've been a big fan of the brand for a long time. Um, like bought their products for years before I was a sponsored rider for them. But anyway, the new autumn winter colours, oh, they're pretty. And I obviously know what the spring summer is because I've already, I've already done the photo shoot. I've already got all that content. I we were prepared this year. I said that before, but shooting spring summer stuff in February in a tank top or like sleeveless top while it's minus four outside. I've done that, I've done it. I've been there, done that. I'm, I'm glad that Lumia are not making me do that again. They managed to get me the samples a little bit earlier this year. So I shot all that in September. So that was really lovely. Uh, but anyway, they've got some really cool stuff coming out and really pretty stuff as well, which I'm sure Red Post is gonna stock up at some stage. So sorry, I had to put that in there. Thank you again, Red Post, for sponsoring the podcast. Anyway, um, so I had a good, good old chat with them about some of the exciting stuff that we've got planned this year, which again, can't tell you about. I hate to be that YouTuber, podcaster, social media person, which is like, oh my gosh, guys, I've got so many exciting product, pro the products that I can't tell you about. 
Um, but anyway, so there's that. Also, we did some like US planning, did some networking as well, some like horse shows and people and brands that I managed to talk to and kind of get a foot in the door. So that was quite fun, exciting. Um, but yeah, the main reason why actually I went to Spoga wasn't actually to chat with all the brands and stuff. It was actually, I was doing a, um, I got invited to be the keynote speaker on their um, creator days kind of thing they have there. So basically in ESME terms, I was invited to stand up on stage in front of 500 people and the Clip My Horse TV live stream as well and talk about content creation. Um, actually, I kind of basically, as I said, just talk about anything like content creation, social media, that kind of thing. But I got to pick the name of the title. So I called it Content Creation, The Past, The Present and The Future. Because I thought, I'm basically just going to be standing up and talking about myself, but I don't want it to sound like I'm talking about myself. So I'm going to talk talk about like kind of things because even though like on the podcast, I do, I guess, I guess I chat a bit about myself. It's more about my life. It's more about the horses, what I get up to. I don't know. Just talking about myself makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. Like, I'm not that kind of person that I don't like bigging myself up. So I basically had to stand in front of all these people and also I felt really bad again because I was like at the beginning of my, my thing, I was like, I'm really sorry guys that I, I don't speak German. I'm going to have to do this in English. You guys are way better than us. You guys all learn English at school and can speak English pretty fluently. So apologies for that. I also probably sh- should have spoke a little bit slower. Like you guys know me, I ramble, I chat, I can talk quite quickly. So, um, but also uh, so many people were like, oh my gosh, weren't you like really nervous beforehand? And I feel like I know when I'm really nervous, if it's like before a horse show, I sometimes feel it in my chest. I feel a little bit anxious. Um, I sometimes like struggle to sleep the night before, but I was pretty chilled. I was happy. I was just like, yep, this is what it is. This is what I'm gonna do. It's just like doing a podcast, being in front of lots of people. Um, So I had a great time, but I don't know what it was. Um, So, they have this like little lectern thing that has a mic on. So I was like standing behind this little box and um, I was so glad I was standing behind it because I, again, I didn't feel that nervous, but my legs were shaking. I was like jelly. I was just, my legs were wobbling. Luckily I was standing behind this thing because nobody can see my legs shaking. I think it actually made, made the lectern like wobble a little bit I was like why is this wobbling I thought like I don't know at first I thought is we having an earthquake or something and I looked down it was my legs that were moving and I was like oh dear that is not good but as I got talking it was fine got into the rhythm of things and I just kind of forget that people are in front of me when I do do public speaking to be fair I haven't had that much public speaking practice well apart from you know talking to you guys on the camera but I feel like that's a little bit different I've done a few um like live Q&A's things like that um I did the World Horse Welfare webinar as I said a few weeks back but um the only other real big public speaking thing I did was at the Pony Club conference in 2017 so to take things back a bit I was freshly like 16 at the time I think I only had about 30,000 40,000 subscribe no yeah probably about 28 30,000 I think it was at the time so like my channel was definitely like recognized but it wasn't huge I wasn't working with any brands I'd only really just started um also oh yeah I forgot I did the Cheltenham Literary Festival as well um so I did do public speaking there so that was the only other really thing that I've done recently so where I talked to loads of you guys about my book about 
how I got into the channel, all that kind of stuff. So I guess it's kind of like easy things to talk to because they're questions and things I get I get asked about quite a lot with my job when I'm meeting people, talking to people. Um, but yeah, the Pony, Pony Club conference though, when I was 16, that was scary because that was in front of 500 Pony Club mums, which I felt like is a bit of a tough crowd, <laughs> safe to say. But also it was in front of Princess Anne as well. So for like little 16 year old me to go up in front of that many people and like literal royalty, that was a little bit scary, but I did feel a little bit starstruck because Princess Anne did say my name in an, her speech. She name dropped my name. She said Esme Higgs. And I was like, oh my gosh, she knows who I am. This is wild. Um, and then, yeah. So um, I did like a little video on it like way back. Yeah, way, way, way back. So if you want to watch that, my little vlog that I did ages ago, feel free to do that. I don't know how much um, we actually filmed of me doing my speech, but there we go. So that was pretty cool. Um, I also was really embarrassed when I had to shake her hand slash curtsy. I didn't really know what to do. So I kind of just did this like weird curtsy thing. I was like trying to be as respectful as I could, but I... I, my mom was like oh yeah you'll probably get someone from the that's like from the royal family that will tell you how to like curtsy and address her and all that kind of stuff before and then she just turned up and I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh what do I do and I was just like like verbal diarrhea chatting to her and then she was like moving on to the next person I was like okay I don't know I was just I was very nervous I was very nervous but anyway there we go I, especially as I wasn't as outgoing or as chatty or as brave as I was or, or as brave as I am now um, but anyway, yeah, Germany was really cute. Also, I have to say this because this is one of the sweetest things that someone has ever done for me. My boyfriend rang up the hotel. Actually, no, he messaged my dad because he he knows that when it comes to these things, like my dad's the person that sorts out the hotel accommodation flights, that kind of thing. Like that's his job. Um, I do like more the like creative stuff, like editing, that kind of thing when it comes to running the business sometimes. So anyway, he rang my dad and was like, what hotel are you staying at in Germany? Um, and he sent, basically he rang up the hotel and asked them to send some flowers to my room. So when I arrived in Germany, there were some white roses there and they had a little message on from him saying like how proud he was of me doing my speech and stuff like that and it was just very cute I'm not gonna read it out but yeah anyway so I thought I thought I'd just put that in because I just thought it was so cute and um for anybody listening out there that's not in a relationship yet there are people out there that are really lovely so you'll find your lovely person one day but anyway I just thought that was really cute anyway we're gonna move on now before I get to like I don't know Anyway, yes. So that was my trip in Germany. I had a really good time. Also, didn't realise while I was in Germany that if you're a German, can someone please in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, tell me what festival weekend is? Because apparently it wasn't actually the festival weekend. It was the weekend afterwards. But people were still out there. They were celebrating this festival. And I don't know what people were celebrating. Maybe I should have searched this up before the podcast. But it was a little bit different. Like, I feel like it's not really something that we have over here in England. Because, there, like, people, like, were going to town. They were dressing up. There were people dressed up as Care Bears. I saw, like, a lot of wizards and people dressed up as Gandalf. Um, we saw the Teletubbies. Like, everything. Like, people were just dressed up as random things so it was great fun so um we oh yeah we were in cologne if you're wondering which part of germany we were in so the plan was we were gonna go into the center look at the like little pretty bits but um we didn't end up doing that because we're really busy doing all the other things and also it was festival weekend and we managed to find this one restaurant that looked decent 
we saw a table that was free and everyone was like you are gonna really struggle to get a table if you haven't booked and we didn't realize it was this festival weekend until we arrived so anyway we had a mexican so we didn't really have any german cuisine i did have a pretzel though i had a, like one of those like really big ones and it was like a cheesy one as well so that was really good that was my lunch for one of my days at spoga but no had a good old time lovely weekend good old trip to germany also Forgot to say this while I was at Spoga, a product that's new that has really cool technology, which I can tell you about now, um, which I'm hopefully going to do some like work with this brand because um, Charles Owen, they, you guys know, I'm a sponsored rider for them, I have to say that, but um, they actually have this new thing called the Innovation Hub that they're doing where they're working with small businesses who have come in, coming up with really creative ideas to try and make things safer for us equestrians so um they like help out like new businesses or brands that are coming up with these things um so there's this brand called i'm gonna try my best to pronounce it correctly it means victory in italian i think it's called vincatori Vic- Vic- I'm really gonna bitch this she said it the lady said it to me perfectly and I said it back perfectly and now it's just lost from my brain but anyway they do these really cool reins and I'm hopefully gonna do some work with this brand because it's something that I, I that I've talked to her all about it and her story and it's something that I really believe in but anyway so um there are these reins and when you think about safety stirrups it's something that we all ride in nowadays which in the past people didn't really think of Um, and nowadays people wouldn't ride without them having a stirrup that will break away so if you do fall off and get your foot trapped in the stirrup you won't be dragged it'll just fall out and you'll be safe so um she's come up with the same idea but for reins and um, it's actually quite sad, like kind of like a little bit of a horrific story. But the thing that inspired her to do it was that her daughter got into a riding accident where she fell kind of like through the reins um, when she fell off. And the reins basically got tangled around her neck. Luckily, the pony was an absolute angel. And when she did fall off, the pony just stood still and stopped. But you can imagine if that pony got freaked out and like bolted or ran away that girl could have been strangled she could have like got her like it could have been awful and like the same thing could happen if you got your legs stuck in the reins as well but also not only is it something that's potentially dangerous for us if you don't have breakaway reins but also for the horses as well because if your horse gets its foot trapped in the reins like there there have been times obviously with all equestrians where we've probably seen someone fall off if it's that's happened to ourselves or a friend it's definitely happened to me before where you go like over the horse's head the reins go over the horse's head and then if they get spooked or bolt or freak out and they run they could very easily get their leg trapped in the reins and obviously that's not that's going to be dangerous and that's not going to be good but also um if a horse like treads on their reins then that could like um, damage their mouth, their teeth, especially if they have a bit or even if they're bitless, it's going to be putting a lot of pressure on their nose. So um, yeah, so the breakaway reins are something that I guess you never really thought of. Obviously, also you don't want the horse to get it trapped in its leg as well. So, so many things could happen. But um, so anyway, these breakaway reins, they're really well designed because I think the thing that she was saying that a lot of people when she's trying to explain it to people is they get worried. Oh, if these brain 
if these reins can break away, what if I'm riding and then suddenly, you know, the popper goes or it un- undoes? Um, when when you're riding, number one, um, they're, well, the reins are done on weight. So you buy the reins depending on like what weight you are. So they're designed that if you put, for example, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know actually what my what my weight is. It's probably somewhere between 60 and 70 kilograms. But so say... I put that much weight on the reins. That's when when they'll undo. And um, she did like a little demonstration of these people like trying to pull it. So you would have to be like, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a, I go to the gym every now and again. I wouldn't call myself a gym girly, but I'm pretty strong. You know, I move haylage bales around and shavings and that kind of stuff. But to pull like 60, 70 kilograms, that is ridiculous. But also when you're pulling on the reins, you're pulling, you're not pulling them like apart. You're pulling them either side so um and also she like has done demonstrations with inventors where they've like slipped the reins back doing like a drop fence and um just to like demonstrate that they're not going to undo unless you really need them to and also if you know you put like your whole body weight on them kind of things so for example if you got dragged so um I'm hopefully at some stage going to film like a little ad with them because it's something that I really, really do believe in. And it's something where it's like, oh my goodness, why has nobody thought of this before? Or why have we not like done this before? So um, yeah, she like brought the product to loads of different universities for them to test and kind of produce it for her. So yeah, that's something that um, I thought I would share with you guys because it's made me a little bit scared now. Um, I've obviously I've been very lucky that she's given me some pair like a few pairs of reins to put on my horse's bridle so you bet when I came home from Germany I was like I need to put these on I don't want like my horses to like I don't know get trapped in the reins or me to get dragged in the reins like I don't know it was just yeah I just something that I never really thought of so there we go that is a little safety safety tip of the day um so I thought I'd just chat about that because I think it's really interesting and I think it's really cool having things like Spoga where the whole like equestrian community to come together like it was so lovely also because I met so many German um people from the Netherlands people from France like people from all over Europe that are horsey content creators and it was honestly so lovely after doing my talk as well because so many people came up to me and they said hi and they said that they really enjoyed my talk and um people messaged me on Instagram afterwards or like were tagging me on their stories like me doing my talk and I was like oh my gosh this is so cool so that was really lovely um it just like warmed a little place in my heart so that was lovely um but yeah, so that was really nice. And also the people from Spoga said that so many people came up to them as well, saying they really enjoyed my talk or my talk was like one of their favourite things at Spoga. And I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, that was very, very sweet. So if you enjoyed my talk, thank you. And if you messaged me on Instagram, thank you. And if you met me and you said lovely things, thank you as well, because that was just really fun. Um, it was also really nice, like just talking about horsey social media, because obviously that's something I'm very passionate about. It's something that I do all the time. And it was nice talking about the podcast, talking about you guys, how I feel like you guys that listen to the podcast are probably like my top fans because or I don't know I don't like the word fans I just like kind of think we're like a little community here on the podcast um because you guys literally I don't know however long the episode is like I I think the longest ones I've done have been almost like an hour but I'd say normally the episodes are around I quite like the half an hour mark because I feel like that's the sort of time where maybe if you were doing the laundry or you were like cooking dinner or something like that I feel like it's like a good chunk time um but I was like yeah you guys literally invest half an hour or so a week of your time listening to me ramble on which I can't believe there are I think yeah I was uh, 
sorry, lost you guys know me, lost my train of thought then, but um, yeah, there are just so many of you guys that listen to it regularly, and I feel like your you guys that listen to this podcast are probably the people that know the most about my life, what I'm doing, that kind of thing, and things like TikTok, it's so quick, you only get like a little glimpse, but here I can probably chat to you guys about who I am, what I'm feeling, what I'm doing, that kind of stuff, um, but it was also really lovely when I was doing my talk that a few a few people did actually laugh at some of my jokes I thought I don't know if there's going to be some like language barriers here where people don't get it or maybe like in their culture they just don't find it as funny but it was great people after my jokes so I was like this this is this talk has gone well I've got a I've got a few laughs so that was fun um but yeah I feel like we have like a thing called beta over here in the UK which I think is the most similar thing which is a trade kind of businessy thing but I don't think they really have any sort of creator talks they had like loads of other content creators from Europe and things talking there as well which was really cool so I don't know it was just a lovely little get together of the whole equestrian community which is really lovely but yeah that was pretty much my time in Germany so the whole of last week really I've just been preparing my speech doing all the because I did a little powerpoint presentation as well so doing all of that so that was really lovely um also I've been doing a lot of planning for all of my meet and greets for the rest of the year so if you ever want to know when the meet and greets are I'm very good as soon as I know I update my website thisesme.com sorry I, this sounds like a I'm full on like being that YouTuber that promotes themselves but I just do get asked these questions a lot so thought I'd let you know that is where I update everything I'm hopefully going to be doing lots of meet and greets in the USA there's I can't tell you yet I can't tell you yet but if you're in Florida near Miami near Easter time there's going to be one then um and there's going to be some others as well obviously Kentucky is 100% confirmed I'm going to be there on the Saturday doing one at the Lumiere stand and some other places as well so that is very exciting um but yeah I'm really looking forward to my trip to the US I actually asked you guys on Instagram about all the things to do and I've been planning away we're getting there now the flights are booked um but yeah also um what's what's my next meeting group I'd say the next one that I'm doing if you're in England or the UK I'm going to be um at the National Equine Show on the Saturday doing meet and greets there last time we did a talk but this time they were like girl everyone just wants to meet you so I think literally the whole time I'm there I'm just meeting you guys which is not a problem with me because I feel like doing talks and things in front of everyone obviously is really lovely but I feel like I can kind of do that with my channel anyway like I can talk to you guys and answer your questions when I do Q&As or obviously I'm chatting to you guys in the podcast or my videos but I feel like actually getting to meet you all and like chat about things like maybe you guys that have read the books and want to hear more about like that and my author side of things or questions about the story or um seeing you guys like and then you want to ask about how horses are or chat about your own horses or if you're in a riding school and that you've recently started riding or your favorite ponies there I don't know I just I feel like um it's just so lovely chatting to you guys because obviously we all well most of us have the common love of horses or the countryside so often we're chatting about we, we just have a lot of, a lot in common it's like meeting a new best friend so um anyway very excited for all of my gr- meet and greets for the rest of the year but anyway I think we're going to finish today's podcast episode there I really hope you enjoyed it thank you so much again to Red Post for sponsoring the podcast and I will see you all next time thanks for listening bye